Since I'm 12 years old, there's a book that I read, which is my favorite book, Dune. I have images that I'm haunted by since uh, 35 years or something like that. The project of my life, definitely, yeah. Is science fiction really fiction, or is it just the future waiting to happen? Author Frank Herbert says it's a little bit of both. A film with Denny, the imagery is flabbergastingly beautiful. So I feel extremely lucky. What he's really good at is creating this strange atmosphere with his imagery. This cinematic poetry that is his trademark, that will add so much richness to the story. Every character is so well crafted, every plot point, every angle. Herbert wrote from so many different points of view, philosophically, emotionally, psychologically, that it's really complex. And so then to take that and adapt it into the film version, which deals with all these relevant themes to right mm -hmm. now, I think, the state of governments and what's happening with the environment. I'm dear friends with Denis. The film script that I read, it honors and it brings to life that book in such a beautiful way. I've never read anything like it. Something that Denis Villeneuve and the writers have really taken into consideration is gender equality. She can read thought and emotion and she's the best fighter there is. Working with Villeneuve, it's for me a dream come true. Denis, his movies are like so raptly intelligent. And meeting with him at Cannes, I felt I was with someone like that was unequivocally smarter than me in every way. Mr. Herbert's book is not only regarded as an incredible piece of sci-fi, but of like his American literature. And you have all these incredible sci-fi auteurs and you think about Star Wars or whatever that openly say that Dune was the source material. And I just hold the book and I'm like, it's so dense. Yeah. It's just, there's so much there and like the themes are so... Oh, it's epic in it's every so possible epic, way. You know? I'm like, <laughs> ah, I'm so excited. Um, so, first of all, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, I think we were just talking about it in the pre-show, uh, your day. Like, it, it all begins with the day, so how has it been, man, over there? And what time is it over there again? Yeah, so it's now uh, 10, 10 past uh, 8 p.m. Um, okay. So I'm in uh, Pacific uh, Daylight Time on the, on the west coast of the U.S. Okay. Uh, we're, we're just starting to get, like, long, longer days, so it's been, like, some bad bad weather for, for the past oh. months, but uh, now, now it's uh, getting better. Okay. Well, that makes me very happy um, because, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, I mean, when I heard some of that Texas stuff, man, like, it, it's, geez, do you remember, like, some of the intense weather there? It's, like... You know, if some of those people saying, "Oh, the planet is saying stuff," it's like I, I can, I can get behind that. Sometimes the trippy weather, I can't. As a symbolist, I can't help but like read meanings into it. But okay, cool. But so it's eight p.m. and I'll be aware of, uh, you know, because as we go along and we'll be looking at the trailer and you can pull it up on another screen or on your smartphone um, uh, to continue this series. It is the first uh, Dune podcast, uh, sorry, episode of the Dune podcast uh, in. Um, in six months so we've just had a lot of things happening uh political changes global changes uh it's been but uh yeah so we'll dive into all of that later but um you uh and i uh connected over instagram i uh, first became peripherally aware uh, of um you actually were on a on a another wonderful kindred podcast uh, the dune cast a uh, great bunch of dudes uh and um i think they're they're really really doing a great job in the the dune podcast space uh even just from the pre-show you have a, a really good sense of the 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 whole point of a podcast really is just to kind of ground and vibe and and it's 
it's the equivalent of just like meeting up and i'm sure in the 80s there are 70s and 80s versions of you and me that are just meeting at some like dusty like basement like dune club you know um i reckon that's that's like what the i always get that vibe from uh when i'm uh, meeting people on zoom and stuff but uh, have you done many podcasts apart from this one and um the dune uh the dune cast yeah so recently it's, it's just been do those few like uh like quite a while ago i was doing doing more podcasting like also under related like science fiction and fantasy discussions and and all of that uh, but of course, I do a lot of these uh, meetings for, for my work as well. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that is very cool. And Zoom is great for work. And we won't dive into personals and stuff. I do. <laughs> I'll say I've said it before. I'm in government. We do uh, stuff like with WebEx and stuff. But um, Zoom okay. uh, has been so good for podcasting. But um, um, for people keeping track, uh, this would be episode four of the June podcast. I actually created the account back in 2018. And that's why I was able to grab just Dune podcast uh, in terms of like the URL and stuff. Um, and from the very beginning, uh, and this is going to be good to kind of ground, uh, you know, where I'm at with Dune and where you're at is uh, my inlet into Dune is twofold. One is Villeneuve. Uh, uh, my, my awareness uh, and my interest and passion grew with the knowledge of the the, the, the incoming Villeneuve adaptation coming off of how much I really can like kindredly really enjoy a um, Blade Runner uh, 2049. And then the other side is Sleep, this band uh, who uh, are very, um, they're, they're, they're attuned to Dune very much so, <laughs> to the point where there's some weird kind of cool uh, uh, synchronizations. For example, uh, Oscar Isaac, he, um, his favorite, like apparently he, he gave some interviews, like my favorite uh, song to just like feel feel the doom and feel like oh heavy and like really sit with like life is uh, a song called uh dope smoker by by dune which is a one hour long continuous multi-chapter um chronicle of a caravan of uh um yeah like weed smoking and weed obviously you can you can swap it out for the spice you know uh with that you know thing that enhances your state or whatever and it's this caravan making its way across the dune sea and the whole uh, premise of sleep is a dual tribute to black sabbath and dune equally and so you'll have keith sats hasharak instead of keith sats hasharak you know you'll have um hashteroids fields you'll have um the the bong jabbar you know so and like <laughs> i i left uh, <laughs> any kind of uh, engagement with uh, like directly like weed or whatever long time ago but I, I I do advocate the culture, and I I think what's interesting is um with Dune, there is a uh, you know there's a there's an adjacency to uh, to you know like that kind of culture you know uh, and you know you know substance. I mean obviously the one of the central things is uh, is the spice you know uh, so out uh, out of nowhere we do have Emilio joining buddy Marcus how do you feel about this hey. This is fantastic. Look at me just riffing and stuff. This is actually good because then we can bring him in. Emilio, are you there? Yes. Oh, my buddy. I'm okay. Well, so here. Yes, you are here. And you are here for a great reason because you can help keep me on track because I'm just vibing with Marcus. We have to obviously just have a show at some point, but he's he's just super kindred. So how have you been, Emilio? I've been really good, That's uh, good. right now. It, we're turning like from summer to autumn, and right. it's, it's 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 getting colder. And you're getting, I yeah. guess, like 
Kira, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. That's right. And, That's right. <laughs> so, 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 how's how's that going the, it's, it's, uh, in Australia? It's going very well. It's going very well. But I'll just I'll, I'll um. I'll gesture here to our, uh, you know, because it's his first appearance on the show. Hopefully, one of many. Uh, Marcus from Dune News, uh, Dune News, Welcome. which I love. It's just, it's that dream come true centralized hub outlet, which just like you know, there's Star Wars Newsnet. I mean, Marcus right here, like he's doing that. So we had, we had um, our our good pal Dune Info on the last episode six months ago, okay. uh, who's doing great work as well. Um, but I'm like, I'm, I actually was in the past, long in the past diagnosed with like OCD. And now that has, it's whittled down into this benign love of tidiness and order. And like just one, one conversation with Marcus and it's like, oh yeah, that's what he wants to do. He just, am I right? I don't want to speak for you, but that's what you want to do with Dune Newsnet. It's like have everything in the one place, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we, we were seeing if you look at websites and central lo locations there wasn't really one for dune while yeah. uh, i've seen okay like star wars lords of the rings like some of those other big franchises they did have a central location um so we've been pretty much doing that like uh, consolidating all the all the dune news whether it's the the books the the movies the comics games everything into into the site um but we've also broken our own uh, scoops so for example when when we had the uh, that report about the the Dune movie test screening l l last year. So we were actually the first ones to to publish a, a, an article about that. There you go, boom, and exactly. See, and so it is wonderful to to be able to signal boost you in this endeavor because uh, that is how. And I I'm a big advocate. I don't know if you see this uh, around Amelia. There's a couple of um, you know, there's some fandoms and communities that it's like they haven't taken it upon themselves to to build what like the Star Warses of the world have built in the Wizarding world, and it's this sort of uh, narration of uh, of scatteredness, you know, um, yeah. which I think is a scattering. Yeah, it's a fallacy because. Um, you know, people are just waiting. And in fact, the Villeneuve is going to be this great unifying thing. We talked about, uh, you know, <laughs> Chalamet unifying the youth, especially the, yes. I would like to say, I don't know, I mean, like you can be from all kinds of whenever, however you swing, but I would say we've got the young lady, uh, the young woman um, audience cornered with, with good old fucking handsome as fuck, uh, um, Timothy Chalamet. We have, uh, who else have we got covered? We've got... Uh, the the dad you know <laughs> what is it like the dad kink because of like duke Lita. we have him he's sorted i'm sorry yeah um, he's, he's he's actually like like a big sex symbol in he is a, he's a gigantic sex symbol and it's you should feel free to i don't get it quite I, I i don't get it but i like him oh, he's, he's fantastic sad. Yeah. And and obviously I'm I'm having a bit of levity and stuff, but um and then Zendaya who's who's just an all round like uh, she is uh, uh, just uh, as well as this rising presence in art and entertainment with the fashion and the activism and everything. Yeah. So it's so great, and I, I remember hearing just people talking about Dune as this timely. Uh, I might throw it to Marcus for this actually. Was uh, just in terms of Dune now in 2021. Um, your personal thoughts, Mark, uh, Marcus, on um what it'll be able to speak to when it comes out roughly uh, we'll we will have been a good chunk of a of a time away roughly 12 months since uh the shift of politics you know it'll be october when it comes out november was the election and stuff we won't get too political but obviously there's it's in the dna of dune uh, what what do you think dune will be able to do for people when it comes out uh symbolically uh in terms of culture uh in october 
Yeah, I think that, that there are like two two things that are especially relevant. And what, one of the, the quotes uh, that I was saying that Philadelphia mentioned in in the uh, in the interview with 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 the cast uh, uh, before the trailer about how like Dune is a story about adaptation. Mm. Uh, because there are like a lot of uh, changes coming, and I think that that's that's true in, in everything around us. Like whether it's been the the pandemic, which has basically up upended uh, all all our lives, and like uh, I, I would say, like it's probably because of the pandemic that uh, DuneNewsNet.com exists. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, um, and then yeah. yeah, of course, all this uh, this uh, political conflicts. Uh, so I, I won't get into like uh, the details, but you, you do see that there is like uh, this uh, increase in awareness, um, as as well as um, yeah, I guess like the um, uh, polarization of, um, of of the people in in different countries. Um, so I think that this is something that definitely will will speak to that in terms of like getting people to sort of step back and think like. Mm. Why, why are we actually doing this? Like that, that, yeah. that does doesn't make sense. Why, why are we like uh, like dividing ourselves along this arbitrary line? Mm -hmm. um, so um, yeah, I think it, it's it like has so so much to say to say today. Like maybe even even more than uh, than in the past. In the past, yeah. Um, uh, nice. I mean, I'll throw it to you too. Uh, do you want to speak to that, especially maybe considering the shift? Because uh, it would have come out. When was its original date? I can't remember. Uh, um, 18 of December of 2020. It, well, there you go. I think um, Dune, I just love it. I came across it. Marcus, I don't know if you saw it. I posted it. I fucking love it. Uh, Dune is Star Wars who doesn't give a fuck about you. You know, like I love that. I saw that and I shared it because um, uh, and that's why the new tagline for the podcast, I'm doing new ones for all the different, uh, you know, across the network, is uh, there is wisdom uh, in the desert, you know. And um, I think something that I've been really appreciating is, is you know how, I guess if you've maybe, maybe you ever done like a meditation class or something or maybe a one-on-one -on -one meditation or something, there's a sense that because we live this increasingly fast-paced lives, just the idea of waiting and sitting and being in silence is um, is something that I just think we need to to like collectively make sure that we don't let you know all of society run off in their sort of insta feeds, like everything moving at, at mm. breakneck speed. And I just I weirdly feel that's, that's what COVID was. COVID was this big kind of pulse from the planet, if you will, uh, societally, symbolically, whatever. It just it just figures it figures quite well into that sense that we did need to take that big breather. And um, uh, I yeah, I, I think it yeah, it is on brand for. And I, I'm sure like you know, there's like oh Albert, you you craft your speculate your uh, your analysis to fit whatever happened. It's like no, I think um, with Dune like taking the extra time. Like I'm, I'm, like I just think people will come to Dune uh, in tw in September for us, and uh, I think we get it on 16th of September here in Australia. Um, yeah, exactly. And then yeah, uh, and October we'll come to it with a good 10 months of having sat with holy shit, you know, like we just <laughs> fucking dodged 
Man, there's a reason why it's been six fucking months. I have been so fucking existential. I, I haven't been able to like life. <laughs> Maybe we will do a roundtable of that. But this was originally, I went on a tangent. This was originally me throwing it to Emilio about the timing of when Dune comes out. Um, what do you think of just that extra time that people will have to be able to bring in terms of uh, they've had time to sit with the situation across the world and in relation to Dune coming out in October? Well, I, I have a couple of things to say. Uh, first of all, I'm a psychotherapist and I've been working since the pandemic began. So yeah. I've been working with several people who has these different experiences about the, the you know, the pandemics yeah. and the curfews and, you know, the uh, isolation. And, you know, what, what you say, I think it's, 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 uh, it's really accurate. Like we, we are forced to take time for ourselves, like to, to stop, like yeah. to stop. And, and that's really important in a way. Well, what I think specifically about Dune, which I love, is that um, you, you said something really interesting before this part that you said this, this was like a unifying thing. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have to, I'm, and I, I, I think that in several levels because this is a coming of age story. At least it's a coming of age uh, movie as Denis Villeneuve said. So I think two things are important. I mean, we have Timothy and Zendaya, which embodied like young people. Mm. But I think it's a story of how do you appropriate with your legacy? Mm. How do you uh, like appropriate for something that is yours and you don't know how actually how to fit in that? And I think we all have that individually, but also we have like that legacy and to take uh, a part in culture like mm. what does our, our culture is uh, i mean and politically and you know culturally how do you um how can you make a statement from when you are individually and there out in the yeah. world and how how the world is changing so i think dune is it's a it's a really interesting um message yeah in, in this way as as paul and but also collectively and uh, and, and the developing not not just the first book but all the books uh mm. tell us like what what how, how big can can a little part be in 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 history in the future yeah. whatever the image of the tiny tiny little human being with the giant elemental uh colossus of the shy Hulud. like that's for me the beautiful symbol of dune uh is that uh, that's that's our scale in terms thank you that's our scale in terms of nature um that deference to nature which i love and and the the beautiful symbolism the very dune-tastic beautiful symbolism of 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 covid is that uh just like the slap in the face of the heat of arrakis it's like that is that is your life now there's a harshness to life now there's an immediacy to there's literally i mean masks you know there's it's going to be crazy watching all of the still suit masks and stuff um with just this sense of the mask and culture now and and uh needing to put on us put on something to go out into the environment it's just i swear like there's just a weird interesting symbolic pulse that life imitates art imitates life and uh and rebecca ferguson she put it really well she's like when i uh, know i think it was um sharon duncan brewster uh she said look when you're in the desert there's you just have nothing else to do but like sit with yourself uh as who you are and where you're at and you can come to a lot of i mean rumi and and hafiz and all these amazing uh philosophers and spiritualists uh 
all, so many of what they so so much of what catalyzed there and we we actually have we have ramadan now uh happening and and uh, that marriage of the harsh environment with how it unlocks these uh wisdoms you know and, and frank has an absolute deference and respect to that so uh yeah and, and i just like that there's the that that is what we're talking about and that that's what's um uh gonna be part of the conversation um but what i want to do is also uh, we'll that's like the heart of this show <laughs> marcus is we go into the unexplored nooks and crannies a lot of shows they kind of focus on the the releases the pop culture stuff we will i, I do want to talk about house of atreides i do want to talk about um how much fucking warner brothers is killing it with fucking mortal Kombat and godzilla versus kong and they're fucking nailing it and i cannot wait for the matrix 4 as well um i'll throw it to you marcus uh what what were your thoughts on i think it has been um it wasn't Emilio. Correct me. We didn't have the HBO exclusive news, uh, HBO Max. That wasn't a thing last episode. Correct? It was Not just gonna, exactly. Um, I guess we have some catching up. Uh, have you? Uh, did you either watch Marcus uh, Godzilla versus Kong or Mortal Kombat? Uh, you know, because you're in the states, you can just chuck it on the uh, HBO Max. Have you availed yourself of that? Uh, no, I actually have, have not watched uh, watched either of them them yet. Okay. Uh, so to be honest, like it's been. Uh, busy for me, so I have been been kind cool. of keeping up with all the all the films. Uh, cool. But yeah, like I've, I I think that that uh, do, do you want to go into that news uh, about the HBO? Yeah, news? yeah, go for it. Yeah, so so I I, I think uh, yeah when when this news uh, broke in, in December, there was like so much uh, like uh, back and forth and like a lot of reactions uh, to to it, a lot of it uh, negative. Mm. Um, so yeah, we we had written about that on on the site. Like this, this is also something that wouldn't have happened like if it wasn't for for COVID. Um, yeah. So like it was just like the perfect uh, storm, and I I know that like a lot of people are like are saying you know like is is this going to be uh, is you know Dune going to be ruined because of the pandemic and, and things yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, I think um, I'm not sure if you guys have been following all the recent developments. So uh, o overall, it looks like th that there is uh, still a bit of uncertainty about what, what's uh, what's going to happen again. So there was there were some some comments. Uh, Ooh, um, another in, delay. What do you reckon? No, I I don't think a delay, but like oh. I think the, the question of, about whether uh, whether it will go on HBO Max or not. So there was like some, okay. some recent rumors That's about huge. that. Yeah. I think that's the I think that's the that's the major gossip right now. Well, uh, at least I don't know if right now, but I think that's that's one of the like the one of the biggest parts of this Dune first part story and how is it coming and the pandemics and then HBO Max wanting yeah. to streaming it and then Denis Villeneuve throwing this really strong letter uh, telling them that if dune fails will be yeah. on their account <laughs> and uh, i mean that's that i mean that was that was pretty something and you know yeah. well uh i think i i think that's major i i i don't want to go further on that <laughs> no i just i i have such fucking like uh I, you know yeah like um 
uh, all-encompassing respect for for Villeneuve uh, with his statement and his his, his creative integrity. Um, and all I'll say, look, based on the goodwill that that Warner Brothers, you know, I I, I had frankly, and I hope I'm not iring bringing ire to the the Villeneuve crowd because I'm part of it. Is that when I heard that there was going to be this big exclusivity, I just I was so celebratory. I was like, this is a new era, you know. I, I was immediately positive off the back. I, I then heard of some of the backlash, um, and for those people being like, oh, they're talking about old news. It's like, well, this potentially might not be just something from the past. Like we might again, as you heard Marcus uh, very eloquently explain, is like there's there's a chance that uh, it won't um, go to HBO Max. So it's I think it, it bears discussing. However. What I'm hoping is, I think Mortal Kombat is a, is real. You might be like, "Why the fuck are you talking about?" It's like they fucking nailed it. Uh, Simon McCoy. I'm I'm crazy about Mortal Kombat. Home, I, homegrown. I'm crazy for it. Oh my god! And and you'll see, Marcus, when you see it, it's like what they were able to do, because uh, it's all it's all in house. It's like whoever's working. I think someone, David Jaffe, actually. Um, he, uh, who, you know, I do God of War podcast. He created God of War. Um, and and he said, look, there's something in the water in Warner Brothers. Like they are letting people create every, like they're giving creative people money. Like that's what he said. You know, they're just saying and wow. take as long as you need. You know, and I'm very glad that John Spates like was honest about what he wanted to do with the sisterhood, and he stepped away. And so I think he's focusing just on Dune Part Two. Which I think it might even just be called Dune Chapter Two or something. Who knows? Um, you know, me and <laughs> me and uh, Emilio and uh, is it okay? I'm the worst. Is it? It's just Mark, right? Like that's like the other guy, like <laughs> from Dune Info. Like Jesus, he will hate me because it's just Mark, right? His name is Mark. Is it Mark? It's yes, Mark. It is. And so we have Mark. It's, the reason why? Okay, I in defense in my own defense, we have Marcus here. It's like <laughs> all Dune fans are named Mark. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Um, but anyway, I'll just to kind of contain my little tangent. Um, it it, it bodes so so well how how they're uh, conducting themselves with Godzilla versus Kong, which I I've posted extensively. I do the MonsterVerse podcast and stuff, and I actually I drew up a, an article from 1933 where it actually talked about how Godzilla like like um, King Kong stepped in during the Great Depression and actually helped revitalize cinemas and helped kind of was like this beacon for carrying uh, the art and entertainment industry back to positivity in the late 30s and the early 40s and stuff, which when then we had a huge cinema boom. Uh, and so if if Warner Brothers, if they if they uh, it, they off of the back of Godzilla vs. Kong and and, and uh, this the amazing accolades that Mortal Kombat is getting, um, not just because of it, it's it being as you'll see it everywhere. You're gonna start seeing the headlines. Is like it's they finally cracked it. It's about the fucking artistry. Get away from the gimmicks. Get away from the fan pleasing. It's like McCoy. He was he was actually he, he turned it down. He's like I just I want uh, and then he he came to this place where it's like there's an opportunity for and he said it cinematic beauty here, you know. And wow. that's why exactly. And so. With, well, with, I, I I didn't I didn't watch the movie, but I saw uh, I think it was like the intro. Yeah. It was like it was like posted online. Yeah, 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 yeah. The and, beautiful sequence. Uh, and it was like yeah. Uh, it I I was thankful to watch like the inner like the like the between the line story of mm. Sub Zero and yeah. Scorpio, and I was thankful for knowing yeah. that and and for them to showing that and to put that. You know that 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 storytelling yeah. uh, part in it, and 
yeah. because of, of the nuances of the characters. I think they deserve it. I mean, I, I, I grew up playing Mortal Kombat, and I think all those characters deserve a good uh, movie, at least, you know, for, yeah. for, 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 tell, for tell them the, those stories. Yeah, and to tie off the, the point is, is all that this bodes for, and I was talking with Marcus in the pre-show before you arrived about the importance of Mind's Eye Cinema, the importance of not just scrounging for what's available, uh, even though that's important to like have cover all the bases we need outlets like Dune Newsnet is I love reading between the lines and what that means. Uh, so if you're seeing, okay, well, Warner Brothers are letting them be super creatively free. Uh, that tells me that what is going to come with Dune in September is just going to be this. And like, first of all, the uh, just the very notion of this man who made Blade Runner 2049, which was in business senses not like the greatest financial hit they still said look we you're you're the perfect guy for this and see what i mean like for a corporation to value uh the the sense of like again to use a spice tastic and it like just that that foresight like looking way ahead into the into the distance and seeing this needs to happen like this is Villeneuve was born for this we've seen it thanks to beautiful um secrets of dune channel he's posted some footage of you know Villeneuve filming his super early student films in the desert and stuff like he is it's it's it really taps in like it crosses from the f fiction into reality that sense of the predestined person who is meant to, to tell this story in this capacity with this uh with this studio again I just think it would have all of this would have fallen apart with a less open-minded less creatively empowering studio um I'll throw it to Marcus uh uh what do you what do you reckon what is your preference with the uh, uh, with the whole HBO Max thing, with um, with going to obviously, I, I'm assuming we'll all go see it in the cinemas if if we can. But uh, do you have a hard and fast preference, or are you happy with any any eventuality happening? So, um, from from my perspective, there, there's there's no question if I can see it in the cinema on on IMAX, uh, like yeah. if it's uh, open the theater near me, etc. Like I'll I'll, I'll go uh, for sure. Like I'm even considering uh, if if AMC is still offering that that option to like rent out the cinema and go with yes. a group. Yes, um, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely definitely do that. Um, um, ha having said that, like uh, I do uh, think think there, there's a strong argument argument for giving people the choice of where they want to want to watch it. I was actually uh, just having a conversation in the past week with someone who they're they're, they're not a dune fan um like but they've started to hear about the movie from from the trailer and uh you, you know it's it's, uh, it's piqued their interest and they're they like just just saying oh cool it's gonna be on hbo max i'm gonna watch it there yeah. so this is someone who we, we might not have been able to reach uh in the cinema but because it's going to be on hbo max by the way only in the states uh which, which we're talking about like this is like us only only for now yeah. uh, so because of this we're not going to only have the people who would normally go and see it in the cinema, but we're going to have those people who are maybe wouldn't go to the cinema to see Dune. But now it's going to be like on on HBO Max, like easy right. access, and there there is going to be right in front of them. And and that I think like it will be in the end a positive development because we're going to if we can make Dune a hit in theaters yes. and on streaming at the same time, that's going to be incredible. Yes, and that's why I, I and I I hope I didn't have any people like try and skip forward. It's like when is he. I, I really hope that what people, uh, you know, who may have been wondering why, 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 you know, bear down and like really talk about Godzilla versus Kong and, and Mortal Kombat so much is they are the stepping stones. They are in the lead up to Dune. It's it's the headlines. It's what people read. It's the sense that if the, if that starts becoming the scuttlebutt of oh wow, um, Warner Brothers are really killing it. They're really these people who are leading this, um, leading us back into what you know the 
pre-COVID or rather a beautiful, much more like uh, centered and grounded, like post-COVID, uh, you know, uh, you know, a better era, a better time. Like if we can, if we can, um, yeah, if it, like that's 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 the most important thing uh, for me is that not that I only see those films as stepping stones. Like I love them unto themselves, and I do podcasts for them as well. But especially considering, I think I saw some talk about how oh, you know, Dune, the cursed, the cursed, never to be filmed, never to have success. Uh, I am so collectively manifesting uh, with everything that this film from the the, the makers, you know, um, uh, like the filmmakers who made it, you know, Villeneuve to the studio who are perfect and what i love emilio i want to throw this to you is they turned it around um warner brothers were like they got accused of like oh look at us the scarcity mindset of uh they just oh that's it they threw in the towel and they're going digital and they just care about money and and in fact Villeneuve himself was like well this has nothing to do with the the movie it has to do with the debts that they owe blah 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 because of how much of a hit that like people are getting into that childhood non-jaded space of like big lizard versus big ape you know and then again when you see model combat there's such a cathartic sense of like let's fucking go you know uh turning that narrative around from oh it was about business to no this is just about getting things out and getting back into the spirit of things that that nice beautiful chunk of positive scuttlebutt positive word of mouth from i guess you could say maybe may to september uh with the marketing ramp up that i i just i think it's going to be a fucking perfect storm for, for dune uh so any for me i all my fears are allayed uh in terms of that but how about you man do you uh, are you certain about it or do you think there's any any chance that it might go um no well, other I, way? Have, I have a i have i have a concern maybe maybe a couple of concerns about it uh the first one is that, um, you know, I I read all the Dune books and all the saga by myself, and it was mm. like a changing experience, uh, you know, individually because you're reading yeah. on your own. Mm. But um, then in that in that letter that that Denny shared, he said something really interesting that I never thought about. That it was like cinema is a is an like a collective experience yeah and um that kept me thinking and yeah. and i do believe there is something about watching a movie that's designed for the masses and, to, and for being watched collectively mm. has a different effect than watching it at your house that's true i get what, that what, what we what also happens is that i was born in 89 and of course, uh, I'm a child of my era. Yeah. I would love to, you know, I, I could watch uh, right now uh, um, uh, Godzilla versus uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. Or whatever. Yeah, because it was Kong. I, I, would, I, I really need to give it a shot because I haven't. And you I need have to. H and, I, and I have HBO here, so I don't. I, mean, do I could. Uh, I have to. I have to, and I'm, I'm doing it pretty Consider it a also donation because, to because it's, it's done by uh, legendary also. Yeah, so exactly. I, mean, I think I think it's legendary. Uh, so, uh, but you know, I I think that like genuinely, Denny is more concerned about making a second part that yeah. uh, making a great you know uh, money hit. Yes. Uh, I think he's really not into it. I'm not really into it because I'm not taking any money from it. I really don't care. I just really, I think the whole saga 
needs to be recognized and valued and to a great studio can you know take take place in it and 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 took a part in it and put money on it and you know bet on it uh but i mean i'm i really don't care if it fails or if it goes right i think i i want that history there for me okay. to, for to watch to study to get completely obsessed okay uh, and and uh and that's it but I, I understand uh, Villeneuve's uh, concern about you okay. know maybe this this could you, you know jeopardize in you know in a way the you know the continuation okay. of, of, of placing this you know that's there. really valid man it's a very uh, it's I like that the diverse perspectives we have for sure uh, speaking of as you said studying very intimately uh, what we do uh, I think it's I think it's time um, we'll we'll uh, still continue in our tangent taking Marcus but what we'll do is we'll just have pull up the dune official trailer it's just the Warner Brothers it's at 33 million views now um, this technically is the second of a six part uh, <laughs> series where we're gonna do just the 30 second chunks I would suggest going at 0 0.25 speed put it on mute if it's on another screen or whatever and uh, we would just go through from that frame onwards you know like from 30 seconds into six to one minute in and uh if anything like literally anything if you want to talk about something from the background if um you know something from the book is like oh I, i'm wondering about whether or not they've done this with this even if it spills out into talking about the making of the film uh, we can do that so i've got it um just about pulled up here and gotta love that 0 0.25 speed thank you youtube for inventing that thank you okay cool 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 and just checking if you guys are good for that and you're all good with uh, having that all pulled up. What are we? Are we good? Marcus? Yep, I have the 4K version open. Oh, <laughs> oh, this this guy right here. I have it up on my screen here. Okay, cool. So we're looking at 032 and the first frame is from director Denis Villeneuve. Here we go. Okay, Caladan to core of Caladan. Jesus. Emilio, have you heard Leagues Beneath? Just this this song, it's set in the, the oceans of Caladan. It's you need to listen to this fucking band. Sleeve. No, but I have heard, you know, there's this really famous artist, uh, Grimes. I don't know if you heard her. I love Grimes, she's great, and she's within well, the sphere. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so she uh the first album she made ever, it was oh, really raw. Grimes. It is Getty Prime. I'm the first, and the first song of the album is called Caladan. Ah, <laughs> and uh, so for me, Caladan is that song, and it's that artist. And for me, Caladan is like, you know, I, I'm, I'm an immigrant. I'm from Venezuela, yeah, which is like a hot place. Yeah. You know, it's it's the tropics. I, uh, you know, I my city was in in what in, in the biggest lake of lake of Latin America. So uh, for me, Canada is something like that. It's like lost there yeah. in my past. I don't know if, if, if I'm ever going to go back, actually. Oh. Uh, so it's like, you know, that like, uh, I'm it, and the sound of the word. I don't know. I, I have a lot of, oh, it, 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 it I does have, have a bit of a Catalan, Caladan. Yeah, it has a bit of a, a Hispanic twang to it. I, I, quite yeah, like that. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But I love this picture. It's, Completely I know, beautiful. It's like it's completely Denis Villeneuve. I mean, yeah. it's above the clouds, yeah. and you could see may, maybe is that a sea of clouds? And are those mountains? Yeah. And it's like you know, and and, and then, then you have a light bulb, and 
I don't know. I, I love Oh, yeah, it. the lightning I... bolt in the bottom right. See, this is what I mean, yeah. Marcus. Getting granular. I did, uh, I think I've told these, he, Emilio knows about it, but with Death Stranding, we pulled apart uh, the uh, eight minute uh, third trailer. We did one minute by one minute, and we're going even more granular, going 30 seconds by 30 seconds. Marcus, hot seat. Uh, your thoughts on Caladan, what you're hoping for it, what this image promises for you, uh, what are you vibing for it? Yeah, so so look, looking at that scene of the the storm uh, forming over the Caladan seas, I mean it's just uh, <laughs> beautiful. Um, I think that that's one of one of my favorite shots uh, shots from the trailer. Mm. Um, and uh, one of the things that that comes comes to mind, I actually had had read the the, the book, um, the, the the latest uh, Dune book, uh, Dune: The Duke of Caladan, like for, yeah. for reviewed it for the for the site last year. And th there, one of the chapters was um, was was about uh, Paul and Duncan, who were actually uh, training uh, in the ornithopter, and they were basically like flying into the storm. Uh, as as part of the the training, and there was some like interesting uh, description there of, of the clouds and that that lightning bolt, um, like like why I br brought it up is um, the book also talked about like uh, elecrans, which are um, elemental um, uh, bodies that like reside in the, in the waters of Caldan, oh, and and like when, when there's uh, storms, they sort of like come to the surface and like they they have this elect electricity about them, so it's oh. it's sort of like a supernatural uh, storm. So I'm like. Uh, uh, picturing that elikran uh, that's what they're called yeah, oh yeah beautiful wow my goodness that's so evocative um and uh what i also think of with caladan i just want to say like i i have dove into again you know using the trailer as platforms for tangents i have uh, headlong into uh house of atreides the the um you know, I, I actually, uh, you know, I just have a screen at work. I just, you know, whenever whenever there's a lull in work, I'll just bring up. And it's, first of all, gorgeous art. And, you know, Brian, I, I am loving the, the, the lore expansion. Uh, again, I'm coming into it away from any of the, you know, maybe in the intervening decades uh, since Herbert's passing and then his son taking up the mantle. There's these narratives about writing quality. I don't care. I, we, I'm coming into it so fresh. And I again, I just have this... I'll be damned if I mean who knows I'll probably get more jaded as time passes, but I'll I'll go down fighting. I don't want to let the the haters you know let the haters like get to me. And, and I just think ultimately, honestly, it just comes down. This is quite solace bringing for anyone out there who's maybe struggling with some of the haters or whatever. It's like you just want to fully love the thing you love. It's like ultimately all that it matters is just your relationship with the thing it's just those two things uh and as i was watching reading it you know hearing about um, all these different uh, planets and uh, creatures and stuff and for the longest time marcus i don't know if you had this leading into dune uh, one of the things from the outside at least and it's great that that's being honored in this first film it's arrakis it's dune desert planet but earlier before i had my inlet in before i had my vilnoob to open the door i honestly my perspective of dune was just it's like okay so they never leave tatooine like it's it's sacrilegious to say that but i was like it's it's just the one planet and like the word that word boring came up and it's like that's i would never say that now because again it's about you know people would say meditation's boring boring but that's like it's the cosmos it's you it's existence you know so it's the furthest thing dune is the furthest thing from boring again it's star wars that doesn't go fuck i love that phrase um so so but but at the same time i do love i'll always have that again i think the heart of dune will always be arrakis literally and i love uh i don't know if you noticed i mean you probably have uh, mark but isn't it great that in the logo itself of dune 
uh, it's it's right there, Arrakis, as the thing that creates the E of the of the Dune. You know how it's like, it's the same U shape except just rotate it and. I mean that's great, like that, and it's a statement in terms of logogramming. You know that it's like, oh yeah, no matter where we go, uh, no matter how many, um, uh, and I love that. I think that's important uh, to to have like a heart of a series, and it makes perfect sense because lore-wise, uh, Arrakis is is where the uh, you know the spice comes from. You know, um, so yeah. Anyway, so I'm grateful for the extended media. I'll I'll do a roundtable, Marcus. What do you think of uh, House of Atreides and? Uh, uh, some of the extended stuff that's being done uh, now, and especially the Saudra car, we can talk about that. Uh, you reported on that, um, Blood of the Saudra car. Yeah, so uh, of, of course, now that, now that I'm running the, the site, I'm like spending a lot more time on that, uh, like that than in the past. Um, so I've been uh, been able to like uh, think and re read back on on some of the issues. Uh, so I think overall. Uh, yeah, I, I understand that there there, there can be dif different uh, opinions about it, but I I do think it's a positive thing that we are getting m more content. I, yeah. I was having th this discussion the other day about, um, you, you know, like we, we have the the six books and they they've they've been with us uh, since uh, 1985. Um, so we can always go back to those, those six, six books and there's like, uh, you know, like uh, analyze them, like reread, re like think about the, the messages there. Uh, but at, at a certain point, you also want to like bring in like new new fans and like have uh, new discussions. Otherwise, we're always going to be going back to the to the same discussion over again. And like someone was talking about how like some of the old communities have sort of died out because at a certain point there, there's maybe nothing new to to, this, to discuss and it gets yeah. old. So even even if there, we we just say for argument's sake that like the the, the newer work is uh, doesn't reach the 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 level like it's far inferior like even then i i think it has merit because it's bringing us like it's expanding the lore it's giving us new right. things to, to discuss like giving uh, like giving more background about about caladan about uh ix so it's uh yeah uh, that, that's that's how i feel uh, Emilia, have you read this? I don't want to spoil because there's a scene I want to talk about, uh, and I, I'm sure I wouldn't because I'm sure you're all across it. But the uh, with Caladan, you know, the the bullfighting scene, you know, it's. Yeah. I mean, I was like, oh my god, it's an alien bull. This fucking thing is gigantic. It's like eight times the size of a normal bull, and I just love that uh, it's not trying to be Star Wars. Like I think Brian, he spent a lot of time probably with his dad, back and forth. You know, um, really getting the sense like this is a very very idiosyncratically distinct from Star Wars or anything that came after, and I think it's going to also uh, pivot and and sort of pirouette away from whatever i think valerian did which i think was quite unfocused and it's just going to have this, this and I, I'm, I'm excited about that just witnessing the identity of dune beyond arrakis i am just as excited about uh even though again it, it'll always have that very spiritual heart of like arrakis in many ways is like that's the desert it's it's you it's the universe it's you and existence you and nature i love that that's going to be the heart but i'd be lying if i didn't say look i want to as if this fucking Funcom uh, RPG, as if I wouldn't want to like open world my way to X and just like explore that I go underground, look at the subways and like talk to subway NPCs, man. Mark, Marcus, when you get me going, I, I just can't. I, <laughs> I, are you excited about this um, Funcom thing that no one is talking about? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. It's so exciting, this open world thing that they're doing. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it does have a lot of potential, but I think to temper expectations, I think it's going to be a couple of years off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I respect that. I need to check my hype. Um, I definitely <laughs> do. Yeah. <laughs> Albert, note to self, do not check hype. <laughs> Don't let anyone get me down. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, that's cool. Uh, I think, um, I think, look, my number one hope, I want to throw it to you now, Emilio. Actually, before I give mine, I want to give you a balance out the airwaves. Uh, with Funcom, what's your number one hope for this game uh, that you want it to be, to say, to do? Uh, well, about the, about the previous part, I haven't read any of the extended okay. uh, Beyond Frank's Herbert books. Yeah. And I don't know why, actually. I, oh, I, purist. I, I think, I think yeah, I, I think if, if a really close friend of someone that I uh, have imbued with a lot of, you know, expectations said, like, you really need to read this. Uh, so I'm not I'm not close enough of a friend to you. You don't take my <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But have you? But 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 have you read a, a, a whole extended book outside of the six? Uh... I'm 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 a noob, admittedly. I, I'll just I just okay. I just see a thing that I like and I tell my friends, hey, enjoy. No, this. but um, but I really I mean I have considered it for a long time, and I think I I, I actually do still. It's like fan fiction and that's cool uh, a lot of people and, say like anything and, outside and of the I, original South yes Street. but yeah. and i and i have and, I, and i've done like fan fiction of dune like on my <laughs> on my you know writings ateliers and uh I've, I've i've done some but i think uh the the one that that's made by his son has really like way more merit and yeah. it, I, th I think it needs to be read if you're like a like really up to it. I I'm I don't know. I'm uh, I think I, I really disagree with 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 a certain argument that uh, you know that Dune News Ned said. I don't know. Oh. Is, is, your, is your name is your name Ryan? Right? No, it's Marcus. Marcus. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's Mark cool. is Mark. I'm sorry. That's cool. We have a we have our first disagreement. It's okay. It's part of the friendship yes. process. So you and, have to have yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, actually, when you you know, I think at, like two years ago, uh, we didn't have like the political position or the moral position or you know something that 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 developed through uh, uh, the a cultural process of civilization that. You could go back to those books and reread from a different perspective, from a different context, and actually extract something new every time you reread any of them. Uh, I would say mostly uh, God Emperor because it's my favorite. But mm. I, I mean, but but I think any of it. Uh, every time you you could take something out of it. But I think um, not just. Uh, the things that the son of Brian Her Herbert has done with his friend that I forgot his name. Uh, but, you know, the sisterhood and everything mm -hmm. that could be like expanded from that world uh, has value. I think that okay. I really need to I, I really need to read at least one and then, you know, begin okay. my, you know, for like, like for prop, like ha have a proper position to actually like, you know, if, if I, I have no critics because I haven't read anything. I, okay, it, cool. It, I think I, I, th I think I think it. it I mean, it can be awesome. But yeah. I, I As know. always, I am super proud of how we can be. We can disagree, but we can be civil. I love it. I I have. I I am very proud that uh, that naturally, 
uh, organically people who are able to not feel threatened when they have different confronted with different views they can be like okay i understand it's just shout out to the, the reasonable people of the universe if you're <laughs> if you're listening thank you um shall we go into the next few seconds of this guy guys let's do it boom so from 33 to okay oh my god i've seen some people create this actually um yeah the box oh my god the teal uh but also turquoise which is the color of change in the in in um uh, uh, chromatic symbolism so it is a definitely a point from which there's a lot of change in his life so i love that there was a little little nod to that uh marcus or emilio uh is it mentioned what color the box is in the books or is it just I a think, box yeah i think i think it's it's said that it's like it's like Lewis? greenish okay I, I i think i remember black or greenish but definitely uh black i mean definitely dark nice and what 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 is really interesting about this one is that i think in the book i i don't i don't recall exactly but i think it said it was like a cube a cube and uh, this one's less of a cube okay cool. yeah and this one is not a cube and this one is an is an ouya <laughs> i'm kidding that is an old reference no one will understand that it was an old console that failed everyone it's terrible um but no okay so what did you think uh, marcus of of uh, uh again we're talking granular here i understand it's tiny little it's like a prop However, because of the significance of the scene, I think it's worth a bit of a back forth. Also, also, tiny little detail to whoever crafted that damn costume for, for Helen. Are you kidding me with that finery? Ah, oh, I'm telling you, this is the tiny little details that, you know, in the making of Game of Thrones and stuff. Man, that stuff's on screen. That detail sometimes doesn't even register because of the focus or whatever. And again, it's like whoever's maybe tangentially, there's a good chance. Maybe there's a chance of people from the costume department listening. It's like, oh, they noticed. It's like, yes, we noticed because that's like amazing silk. It looks fantastic. But um, do you think uh, the mood of this, we're going to see it play out now. Um, the mood of this scene from what we see in the, in the trailer matches uh, the kind of atmosphere, that sort of mental uh, cinematography that you uh, had when reading the book initially, Marcus, is that conveyed by Villeneuve from what we've seen? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's of course always going to be different than exactly how you imagined it, but I do feel it captures that tenseness of, of, of the scene. And like I was just checking back in the book, it does does talk about the gr green metal cube. Okay, uh, green so that's, metal. Uh, nice. Yeah, and, and like what one side was open, black and oddly frightening. So that's uh, that's nice. definitely uh, uh, captured there. Look at you yeah, with your. You just did a control find, didn't you? There's no way that you had a copy. <laughs> did you control find something with your amazing document? I'm sure you did, didn't you? <laughs> no, so so uh, yeah, because I, I have the the whole series on on Kindle. So, yeah, so oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, this guy right here, killing it, killing the game. Our guy, our Best, guy completely. He's our guy. Listen, if you're starting a Dune site, just give up. We have him right here. It's already done. You got Dune Newsnet. It's going to be all the links in the description. In fact, I want you to actively attack anyone else who tried. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't, <laughs> don't, it's okay. We don't have to be. I think he's he, your work's going to stand for um, speak for itself, Marcus. That's cool. Well, that's great. Uh, there's obviously uh, authenticity there. Uh, uh, I had for some reason when I was reading it, maybe because of the prevalence of um, warmer hues. And I just sort of thought of it more of as a, I mean, the, the cinematography here, because is she, she's, Hold on. Yeah, she's, it's, it's Caladan, 
right? That's where they're at when when she visits, you know, exactly. For some reason, I had a warmer, uh, but that makes sense again. I think uh, chronologically, I I don't know if Herbert was conveying this. is you go from cold into heat uh, in the Cambellian journey. It's you, you're in that sort of tepid kind of like that. That really fits well with um, um, the the waters. You know, again, like the human race, whatever, born from the waters or whatever. Like as the organisms that went on to eventually stand up, and then eventually our scales or whatever turned into skin, and then we started like standing up and out in the sun and stuff. So there's a uh, for me, chromatically, um, I love what Villeneuve does with color uh, is also uh, something that resonates with, with, I mean, this is also, you'll hear um, Del Toro talk about this too, is I always, like, I always structure my movies based on um, their palette. He's like, I actually, before even doing uh, storyboards, I'll just sit and, and like, I have the, the Hellboy 2 book you know where he's just like yeah my designers and i was like this is going to be the palette of the film so i guess i'll do a round table of that is do you think um considering it's going to be such an arrakis dominated film which it is uh are you, are you is there any concerns of what maybe people encountered with uh, that dialogue i frankly i hope i don't even see it once in any of the reviews anyone talk about it, john carter i love john carter for its own reasons i have Boston podcast shout out to the 110th fucking anniversary later this year is it this year next year um but is it do you have any concerns that they'll 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 be like oh it's another desert type thing uh, go for it uh, marcus i think like even on arrakis itself we have like a, a lot of different uh, scenes so we, we have like the we, we have the city of uh, arakeen then we have them going to the desert then we have the ch so i think even within that one planet we're going to see like a lot of spectacular sites so i don't see any concern with uh Good. you know just being mainly set on one planet and based on the trailer alone like i'm happy with the amount of caldan that we are see- seeing uh here so i think uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna get some nice nice contrast okay and emilio yeah i think actually the movie uh gives a better job th- what we what have we seen so far uh about showing us caldan than the book actually <laughs> okay uh yeah because um, in the book, Caledon is just this, you know, this watery, you, you, you have several scenes with uh, certain things about Caledon or Shiro, but, but I think in the movie it does a really great job like showing us that contrast because actually it's a, it's a really like visual contrast, you know, water and dryness, cold yeah. and heat. Yeah. And, um, and I think, I think it's, I think it's, it's really nice about, about what you said uh, about uh, Concerns. the outfit of yeah. the of, of the of the Bene Gesserit. Oh yeah. I uh, I tremendously love it because I I was expecting something as uh pretty and as simple aesthetically uh, with the Bene Gesserit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh what I've seen is is incredible so I I like it. I I think I got I got kind of lost in the question. That's the question? okay. No, I, I was just basically um the uh, question was uh, related to you have uh, uh, like Ara- Arrakis is going to be it is just the main setting uh, for the first Dune uh, film and the first Dune book and so uh, I just and and Marcus sort of just I laid that very quickly it's like oh well we, we've seen a couple of different color spectrums there's not going to be that sense of oh it's just going to be set on this big desert planet uh, what's interesting is with John Carter is at no point does um, uh, um, Edgar Rice Burroughs 
just say anything about it, you know it just being completely barren even like frazetta when he was doing the paintings like there's there's a lot of color there even though there's a barrenness to it there's uh there is a there's 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 life there and that's i think gonna be a factor and then i also think spice uh frankly with just the effects of spice and like spice visions and stuff i really hope that that um oh, i'm not hope i'm sure that that's villeneuve i mean he's the guy who, who did blade around 2049 which is one of the most beautiful colorful interesting even though it's got some muted aspects but uh yeah i i'm i'm so my i'm i'm totally fine with it but do you emilio have any uh, any thoughts or uh you know opinions on on what it might turn out to be cinematographically you know in terms of variety well i um what 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 happens is i think uh uh he's uh he's he's a kind of con i don't know if this word uh, exists in english but uh, like a contemplative kind yeah contemplative of, that works yeah yes <laughs> uh director and i think he uh, would all, love that all, all the shit yeah the, the all the movie, shots yeah if if yeah, you're listening, uh, like a contemplative director, that's exactly <laughs> like I. Sorry to, to interrupt, but that's perfect to describe him. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, some of the shots that we are shown in the trailer and and in the in the I don't know all the all the footages, uh, it turns to you know take your time, let mm. the image sink in, and I think that's uh, you know some of the actors had said that already about the desert, like. You are yeah. there, and then, and that thing is it strikes you, and I think that's uh, a really hard thing to do with 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 an uh, you know a spectator of a film, you know, to let this image to sink in and like to yeah. get there. But I think Denis Villeneuve and also Hans Zimmer yes. <laughs> has the power of doing that. Uh, yeah. So I'm not. I'm. I'm I, I'm I'm expecting some like long scenes, maybe some long landscapey scenes, but I'm I th I think I will live for it. I think that's okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get tons of life from it. All right, I dig it. I dig it. Let's do this. So we'll take it up to. Let's let it roll for a little bit. Otherwise, because see what I mean, Marcus. Like you can go in so many directions. We'll let it roll from thirty to um uh, to. To 40 seconds in so yeah we have her there with the gom jabbar right there boom first of all the i mean very ornate kind of lovely little like needle there i think they did a good job there so i'm at 43 seconds and we can have finally because before we didn't really get to reach her as a character when we did the first uh, 30 seconds but uh, charlotte rampling as a uh, helen have you guys done any deep dives into uh charlotte's uh, filmography at all yeah you have okay cool take it away emilio what do you reckon of, yeah, of her I, in terms of gravitas uh, conveying the role because it is a much more detailed role let's say uh than it initially seems you know much more yeah involved. i i i actually recall her in two movies that i don't know why those in it specifically are stuck in my mind but I, but I remember them for that first one is um the one that he was like a russian uh spy teacher Okay. He in, in the Red Sparrow movie with a super famous actress that I don't I forgot her name. Okay. Um, and she was like this uh, teacher of spies, and she was like really tough. Hell and, yeah. You know, Russian, and um, and I, I I felt okay. This is this has like a Benegasset side vibe to it. it. In this, yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, but it was like tough. And then I remember her in another like really indie, really indie movie that was from Spain. Oh. Uh, that's about this woman who was carrying like all the trauma of the feminine in her. And this and and Charlotte Rampling was some sort of. Oh my God, I don't know if these words uh, exist in English either, but it was like a mecenas, someone that like uh, take artists uh, and like, you know, support them economically oh. for them to like develop. Uh, like a patron, abilities. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, so, uh, and and this woman was a mecenas from, from this character and it was really filled with knowledge. So Charlotte Lampling for me is that it's like nice. soft teaching of knowledge, but okay. What about what? What I think I I, I was rewatching. You know, I I watched this trailer like maybe a thousand times, maybe a million, maybe that that, that million of <laughs> one of those millions is just Emilio. Yes, is is Emilio just, millions. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, I was thinking how like fast in the story we get the power of the Bene Gesserit, uh, and that I think that's that's really important to know, like how fast we are told that this woman and you know her institution has the power of killing the son of the duke mm. and uh and you know she can do that and like uh, she's there for doing that if if that test fails so and uh, i mean she's the right hand of the of the emperor and uh, i mean i think that's that's really powerful i was rewatching the scene i was like I mean, this guy could have died, and that's it. Because they don't give know? a fuck. They run the universe, man. The fucking Benedict. Yeah, love it. Mm, yeah, I mean, and that's really interesting. I I love that about that scene. And she's like really, you know, like okay. chilling there. You know, she has <laughs> she has a box. She has a needle. She could kill him. You know, she had that thing on her face. She's Charlotte Rampling, and I mean, I think it nailed it from the beginning. I love the fact that you know the contrast of the books. And yeah. all the history that's behind of that scene, uh, I think it tells something about the Bene Gesserit breathing program, you know. Okay. And uh, you know, and all all, all the all the time and all the register and you know, do and and and, and Paul being there about to die, and I, I found that like beautiful. Okay. Okay. I, I, before I throw it to Marcus for the same uh, subject, I just had a flash again. This is another thing as well as tangents. These just happen. Um, you know, liberties that Villeneuve might take with uh, setting things up. Um, one thing I just had a flash of, I don't know if this ends up coming true. By the way, with The Last Jedi, uh, which I'm assuming you both saw, uh, I wrote long time ago in Reddit, it's like uh, one of the ways that um, you know Mark Hamill can get Leia back on board is to play her the old message. I just had an idea of that and it came true, you know? And so I don't know if I, I want, if I was Villeneuve and I was like, okay, the book says what it says, but if, you know, Spielberg, he, he broadened some scenes, he tightened some others for Jurassic Park and both film and novel are amazing at what they each do. Like they're wonderful unto themselves. So I'm wondering if to, to show the threat of the Gomjabar that we could see someone fail it. I would love maybe uh what would you and would that be sacrilege i want to throw it to marcus just on that is if you know before we just see you know some uh some sense of what happens when you fail the gomjabar and then when we see paul we are scared for him because we know what happens any any sense of 
first of all, the subject of, uh, you know, taking a little bit of liberties, like adding extra scenes uh, because you're translating it into a cinematic sense. Uh, uh, what do you think, uh, Marcus? Yeah, I think that, that uh, it, it totally makes sense to make those those minor minor adjustments when you're translating it to film, as long as it doesn't change the, the overall story. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think we, we have to see actually someone okay. failing the test, but I think that like hopefully in the dialogue itself, we get like the like from uh, Jessica's body language, you know, like that she's she's afraid for, for Paul. She's afraid, that's right. That's right. I think that that already will give the sense that sense of dread. Like when when Paul arrives in the room, you can already see that he's, um, you know, even though he's he's standing tall, he's starting to like get worried. Um, oh, so I, that's I, I, that, I like that better. That's actually really good. Yeah, it put it on the on on the the roles themselves, like on Paul yeah. and 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 to sort of see Paul, who is this Duke who's so entitled, and to, to then have him shrink a bit and be scared because he sees his mum scared, uh, and for that kind of childhood sort of um, sort of primal response to to yeah. being afraid, like that's very and I, that's more on brand for Villeneuve to be more subtle, I think. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, re really looking forward to like uh, seeing the full scene and the body language leading up to that. I think that's that's going to be amazing and. What I I thought was uh, to Emilio's point as well, like that that's you know basically this um, this woman she's holding the the needle to his neck. Like if she does kill him, you know mm -hmm. of course like uh, Duke Leto he's going to be furious, but he he can't do anything. You know if, nope. if he takes any action, uh, that then you know the the Sardaukar army is going to be like on on Caldan. So basically, yeah. you know she really does have all this power to to like basically end end a, a house's line. That's right. That's right. Now, a little thing I'll say for people who may be following with spoilers and stuff. Uh, so myself, uh, I make this, it's very, it's a wide, it's an open secret uh, that I am doing that thing, which I'm sure a lot of people did with Game of Thrones is that they, they fall in love with this. They know there's books, but they weirdly do their best to kind of maybe maneuver around learning too many things. However, I've done some reading, but then I also strategically forget things. So I know that Helen is is very like that she's she's done some stuff and there's some big stuff to do with her about her relationship with certain other characters and what she's done with certain other characters so uh she's not just some woman who arrives on caladan to to put this young man to a test there's um there's such a sense of fatedness and i just i mean hans zimmer he has been that that german man he has been daydreaming of scoring this scene since he was like since he had um um what is it sideburns down to here this guy i'm serious like can you imagine the score of that scene dude like oh my god the ramping up of like the, the oh man it's gonna be so hype how it would be so cool if we could watch it together you guys yeah that would be awesome <laughs> uh oh but that's that's very valid um so just to make sure because i did we talked about that tangent uh and then just marcus uh, your sense of uh, charlotte uh, within the role of Helen, have you seen her other films, or, or what is your sense of her in the role? Yeah, so yeah, I'm off the top of my mind. Yeah, I'm just like thinking, looking at the scene itself. Like, yeah. I, I really like how how she holds the needle. Like, this absolute sense of con control. You, you know, like just right. with, with a few fingers, really precise, uh, precise. And that's like thinking how the the Benedictor is that that they have like you know absolute control of, over like all their 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 bodily mental mental functions right. mm. and like uh you, you know like if, if paul does any any move you know she'll probably just like do a minor movement and like accurately like uh you know push the needle into, into him so it's just like showing that that control mm. um and i think that's going to be like foreshadowing when we do see the full power of the Bene Gesserit, uh, later on like hopefully in the first movie with with jessica mm. so like really looking forward to see that awesome 
Magnificent. All right, let's go. Let's take this from 43 to maybe 50. So screaming pull. Oh, actually, no, we have to pause at 46. It's it's my Caladan again. Oh, man. I'm so looking forward to Caladan. Damn, that's so great. <laughs> um, I think we do know filming location for this one. I think it was in, um, the, in Scandinavia, I think, somewhere. Because someone posted that they live on that beach, which you see um, uh, Tim Timothy walking along. Uh, I think, it, uh, is it Sweden? Uh, correct me? Uh, no. It could be Sweden or Denmark. I don't remember. Yeah, I, th I think Some it Scandinavian was place. Something like that with Denmark, yeah. Um, now, those, obviously, those are just Cal Caladanian uh yeah. um, or Caladani uh, transports there um you know i mean i immediately get uh like Brett blader on a 2049 vibes from from the approach to the and uh, this is this opens up opens up another subject um you'll notice in some of the comics and the you know the written stuff and the graphic novel stuff there's a bit more of an emphasis on sort of ornateness and like maybe i guess you would say more Yodorowskian kind of shapes with just but with Villeneuve I think he's he has defined his aesthetic and it is practical it is in a sense grimy but I would say monolithic uh, uh Marcus I'll just throw it to you in terms of the approach of uh Dune 2021's um uh art team and Villeneuve's you know direction with uh I guess the more the you know architecturally and, and mechanical um what what's your what's your vibe with that yeah, I know that there has been a lot of discussion about the the color palettes, which uh, which uh, I've uh, I think um, um, from 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 my perspective, like I'm I'm happy with 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 what I've seen. I can I can understand some people saying that they would want to see more more vibrant uh, colors, mm -hmm. uh, but I think at the end of the day, this is sort of a, a feudalistic uh, society. Like you do have the noble houses, which are of course. Uh, like uh, grand, they have a lot of power, but the ordinary people are, are living, you know, like very simple lives. And I think for the house, house of trades, especially, they're, they're not going to be like extravagant. So I think it makes makes sense for them to have like, you know, like uh, basic uh, utilitarian uh, stuff be, be really, really practical. Um, so that makes sense from from that perspective. But yeah, I, I do agree that when we look at the, the comics and like some of the like depictions of Imperial Court, that it does seem like more extravagant. Uh, so I think it's a, that, that's also an interesting perspective. Okay, I'll throw the same one to you, uh, Emilia. What do you reckon, just in terms of uh, aesthetic choices? Yeah, well, I love them. Uh, I think it, I, I am pretty, I agree with you about the monolithical, you know, monolithic uh, yeah. Yeah. to it. Mm. And I've, one thing is really important, I, I don't know if they achieved it because I haven't, haven't seen the movie, but uh, it, I think it's really important to know that this is a feature where artificial intelligence doesn't exist and yeah. everything has to be yeah. like made for like human uh, easiness, you know, like for being practical, for being uh, simple. Mm. And I think, I mean, House of Trades, of course, it's like more like, uh oh my god like ha has like austerity is yeah that word for me that's a yeah. good, no that's true yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like li like austerity through it and uh i i'm 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 eager to to see what are they gonna show us about the harkonnens mm. and what's gonna happen you know with the with the well the implicit poverty of of the um of the fremens and uh and you know and arrakis so mm. I think what what I've seen it's everything's pretty simple, and I think 
what 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 happens all the time with with Denis Villeneuve movies is that everything works for telling the story properly, mm. and uh, I think I, I've I've been finding this you know, at least in the trailer. Mm, I dig that, I dig that, and and I want to give a shout out now that we're talking about sort of these different environments coming up that we're seeing, uh, the Imperium uh, role playing game, the pen and paper, I think it is the board game. Yeah. that uh, we're seeing a lot of wonderful visuals from and just a shout out to any of the concept artists who obviously they had that NDA thing we'll get them on after to kind of fully break open crack open those uh, wonderful um, surely going to be so elucidating uh, conversations with those guys about how they develop things we we, heard, we we got a glimpse of the Shai Hulud discussion we'll talk about that later Shai doesn't appear till later uh, with our analysis but um, what do you guys reckon of some of the Imperium stuff you've seen I mean some of that art go for it mark marcus yeah i think it's uh mm. amazing like uh some, some art pieces uh, so i i had uh, uh pre-ordered the book to get the full uh, full pdf and like nice. um I, I was saying like i think j just for the the art alone like it, it was uh, it was worth it i mean like j just like seeing those interpretations and like seeing um the stuff that's inspired by the movie like seeing the the Trades and harkonnen soldiers in, in armor seeing the scenes of, of erikin uh the, the city so i think it's yeah they, they, they've done a great great um great job with uh, with, with all of that um, yeah the arakeen market and, i just want to say the arakeen yeah. market when i saw that i was like oh yeah i'm there i cannot wait arakeen market right there boom yeah cool 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 i didn't mean to cut you off if you if you wanted to continue um uh, no i was just just saying because like it, just the movie alone we're, we're not going to be able to cover everything we're not going to be able to like see every single detail so i think it's it's great that there's all this stuff like coming out uh, around whether it's the, the role-playing games or the or the comics it just like really adds to the experience that's right that's right um and emilio have you enjoyed it the um Your imperium uh role-playing just i think obviously i don't know if you've probably don't know if you've ordered it is it available marcus that you can actually like play this thing and like have the box and like that kind of i think i think it is available i think it is yeah the the, the, P the pdf uh, is available PDF. and i think the the shipment of the actual hard covers is going to start uh, in may okay and this is the mr news guy right here you're coming on the next episode you know that right <laughs> come on you, you, you got to be a regular man um but yeah you've seen some of the art obviously on instagram uh emilio um, yeah i've seen i've seen some i uh i i i love i love the coloring uh, i so i'm 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 a big fan of role playing i i i, I played a few so i'm expecting this one to uh, maybe to get here, I don't know because I'm in the other side of the of the um, continent. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've I've liked what I'm seeing. Everything nice. I I love what what I've seen in the um, uh, on the comics of you know the of House Atreides. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know what's what's the name. The Duke of Atreides. Duke of Atreides. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, the, those are amazing. Those covers definitely for sure. Yes um and i'll have to because we're talking about rpgs uh shout out to the sister one of the sister podcasts of uh the dune podcast the sleep podcast we talked about you know the keith's hash hasarak from hasarak before we talked about the bong jabbar and uh, the muad dub messiah because we're still pretty close to 420 to talk about this stuff it's it's relevant 
And the reason why I bring it up is because I have written a pitch for uh, a very Dune-tastic uh, um, role-playing game for sleep. So they will always be connected in my mind. Let's open that up, actually, because that's for me with sleep. It's right there in the lyrics, you know, Mwadub, Messiah, hilarious, you know. But it comes from a grounding in actually loving the book. They're not just throwing out references. They love it. Just like Giza Butler from, uh, you know, Black Sabbath, like he loves Dune from its, like, political commentary and that's where war pigs and all of you know black sabbath when they like he's the main lyricist and he was this big sci-fi guy what for each of you is this thing that is right next to dune that it's like inseparable for you like it can be i'm serious like it, it can be a food it can be another film it can be another property uh marcus because you're because you're our guest um anything for you where it's like they're twins for you like connected boom like that is it star wars or go, go for it yeah, and, and I don't think it's, for, for me, it's not because they're that close to each other necessarily, but because I sort of uh, read the Dune books and the Lord of the Ring books around the same time, so that always has that uh, connection uh, for me. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, they are definitely siblings in many ways. Uh, and you've heard a lot of people in the early screenings talk about, well, this, this, um, uh, evokes that same sense of the the gravity and i actually rewatched recently the whole trilogy and there was a beautiful like you know um force field of just seriousness and this is a, a peter jackson he talked about this is uh this isn't fantasy for us we're actually doing a historical record here of what actually happened that, that was tolkien's approach he didn't he was remember he was yeah. like a fantasy author he was a professor and he said look i feel as though um big passionate you know languages guy and and just like with frank with his love for detailed very you know uh, almost um just like so dense densely detailed fields of you know you have linguistics you have politics that kind of thing and and that's why they're siblings is because they have that they share that sort of density aspect and um and when i was looking at it i was like man you know with warcraft the reason why some of these more super like owning their fantasy and like leaning into it like love and light and i love like i have warcraft stuff and that's that's cool but when you lean too much into that sense of like that like you wink at the screen it's like we're nerds it's like man it's so much better when you just treat it as and this isn't me trying to be all like purist or whatever but i just think when you take something seriously it gives it this timelessness um that I think Villeneuve and you've heard from the early screenings is like they've done that they've they've treated this thing as a as a true document of of what the sequence of events is instead of mm -hmm. this constant winking at the camera being like we're a fantasy it's like I just love that it's gonna live on as this thing that uh conjures that same thing that that Peter Jackson had of like this isn't a fantasy we're we're, we're, we're depicting events and it's great actually that it's even set in our own even super far into the future like the Caladan like the, their lineage is is Greek you know, uh, I love, which I will we'll see the, the image of the tomb soon and stuff. But um, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I, I completely agree for sure. And how about you, Emilio? Um, adjacent subject matter uh, for you with Dune. Well, when, the first time I read Dune, I, I was 18 and I was studying at the, um, at the psycholo uh, psychology school. And so for me, it's actually, I'm, I think this is gonna be like really nerdy to say. That's cool. But Go for it. Like first, like this, like political, like a political treat. I I, I started when I was at school. I was like reading about you know texts of politics. Nice. And uh, so you know these throw me at a lot of things, like from Marx to Gramsci and to 
other people, you know, uh, uh, maybe Machiavello even. I mean, yeah. a, a lot of stuff that are like really like harsh in a way of how things are behaving. But I think in more in a more like deeper intimate level, I was like actually also practicing several kinds of meditations in they are, they are part of, 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 of the Buddhism. So nice. I, this, this like this like lucidity uh, Paul uh, is, is starts to have with the uh, with the spies and everything nice. just reminded me like this this mind state of you know the meditation of w watching things and you know actually get a track of your actions and 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 cause effects stuff and you nice. know uh, so I don't know that's I, I beautiful it's a, it's a mix yeah I think it's a mix of things but Okay. most uh most politics and you know like spiritually and you know like emotion things are there they're inside what, what, because when you're 18 you're like closer to paul i think i think people that read it when, when they were like 10 or 11 it's like <laughs> oh my god this is the book of my life but in that time it was like a like like a really impressive story for me that's wonderful so for yourself it's um the uh, the, the dune adjacent is this uh, sense of the spirituality of, of being present and, and these things which Dune really encourages with its passages, you know. Uh, it's even been cited as this, you know, wonderful treatise on like politics, but also on like philosophy and, and a, a good grounding in in what you can then use. Again, I, I find the best kind of um, escapism actually leads you back to where you really need to come back to, which is we often put off being present with ourselves and put off all these important things with life and i talk about this on avatar podcast how that whole damn film is a trojan horse delivery mechanism of a call to action for our own planet but disguised in this fantasy thing and uh the beautiful guys and the wonderful gift of fantasy is that it, it melts away um it, the walls like sometimes if we go into something that is just like I would go into like a, a, a straight dry politics lecture with maybe I would have a wall up of um, oh I don't like this or it's boring oh it's going to be really purple you know as in like just super detailed but if you infuse uh, you know a, a fantasy based story with those themes the walls come down and then you use that as a platform to make your own inquiries and develop your knowledge so I love that yeah politics and spirituality for you yeah and nice and then Lord of the Rings for yourself Marcus and me good old sleep hell yeah oh man it's cool. It's cool. We're gonna we're gonna do all the and when I'm posting on the Instagram, um, I'll make sure uh, in some way to be like uh, allude to some of that because they are they all. I love the connectiveness, uh, connectivity between things. I, I always that's why I have all the outlets and stuff. It's because I just don't like things being, uh, you know, one thing again. Love and light to my Star Wars podcast out there, but there are about fucking fifty Star Wars podcasts that each of them just talk about the latest action figure release endlessly, and I feel like fucking shooting myself in the face it's like are you really not going to talk in like discuss the timeless Campbellian like I'm not trying to be all look hoity-toity or whatever like uh, high-minded and high-horsey and whatever over intellectual but it's like it just gives some bandwidth I think of it as as like a pie chart it's like you especially with Dune like it really is like the the soul of Dune is is the spirituality it is real for sure we're gonna have a Jodorowsky episode it's gonna be fantastic um let's jump forward guys let's go 46 to uh okay we have obviously the Tim along the beach I guess 
in terms of the plot. Uh, we've seen we've seen this one a, a fair bit, so I might uh, unless you guys have any particular things about this one shot. I, I guess it was the debut shot uh, from the film that we saw. I think it was the first ever revealed shot. Um, Marcus, in terms of the first ever shot revealed from Dune, not being on Dune. Do you think that's that was intentional on Villeneuve's part in terms of subverting? You know, they didn't immediately. Um, that was like it, I remember it was a rollout. There was a the photo of Chalamet on the beach, which you know a beach has sand, but it's it's surrounded by water. It's like maybe a quasi allusion to the sands there, but surrounded by water. And then the day after, it was Rebecca and Tim looking out on the um, on on Arrakis. But what do you think about having the first revealed shot from Dune symbolically? What does that say? Is is Villeneuve saying maybe you know? you know uh don't go in with thinking you know what this is going to be uh, sort of thing go for it marcus yeah and like what's what's interesting is th this shot it's not necessarily in the book right we, we never talk about paul walking on the beach in the book so it's something that's that's added and i feel that there's just so much emotion in this shot so i the feeling that it does it does catch your attention you know like you, you know you, he's, he's feeling something strong and you want to it does sort of like ask the question you know like what's happening here Mm -hmm. uh, so I think from, from that perspective, it was a good way to sort of, you know, get the attention. Um, yeah. And I, I was actually writing about uh, this couple of weeks ago, how uh, you, you feel that like Paul is really in this emotional state, like that he he knows he's going to be leaving his, his home and like, uh, you know, like thinking all the, all these things, what his future is going to be like. And I think that that's just so relatable to to everybody like who's, who's ever had to have any sort of change like about all these like conflicting emotions that are that are going on in your head and and with the beach it is the meeting of sand and water um there's a transitional sense of uh you know from death stranding there's this sense of the the beach being a threshold uh and this isn't me overanalyzing it's it's firmly established in like uh you know literary analysis and mythological analysis is uh when someone's about to set off on a journey there's a there's an actual threshold of, of crossing into another realm you know and the water can stand in for the the, the ocean of stars that he's about to dive into you know that kind of thing so uh, emilio uh, thoughts on uh, the intentionality of choosing this as the first glimpse uh, that the world got of dune yeah i love it uh i love everything about it i also um, love how you start everything with like i love it and that's not a fanboy <laughs> thing you genuinely love it i can tell i I'm, I'm 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 thinking i'm the the most genuine genuine <laughs> fanboy ever it, it warms uh, so my heart i love yeah, I love a, a lot of stuff about this. I completely agree with Marcus. Mm -hmm. um, That's good, man. With with most of it, uh, he said this is not in the book, but we could. I mean, we could tell something's happening. I love the outfit. I love, yeah, man. The, you know the austerity in it, and also love the fact that he's like staring at the floor and he's like, you know, like okay, I, I, what 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 I get about this because. Because yes, because I I read the book is that he's actually saying goodbye and those uh, I think I could bet those are Atreides ships because I think yeah. uh, I think uh, we we've seen like the guilds huge spacecrafts and these are not there I, I don't know what Marcus said uh, thinks about yeah. this but I think those are Atreides ships and it's like mo like they're like they're hanging like almost saying okay we need to leave now and he's just like saying goodbye to Caladan in this part. I love your uh, reading about, uh, you know, the, the sand and the water then, and he's like, this moment- They're of, about to collide, you know? Exactly. And uh, so I think it was a really 
uh, proper thing to, to place. Okay, so he's saying goodbye. It, I mean, it hurts to leave your, leave your place in the world where you're, uh, you, you've been born, you know, your, your, your land. So yeah, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's a really strong scene. For sure, no growth without pain, man. And like, yeah, literally from the gum jabar onwards, there's this, it's like pain enters this young man's life and uh, that can stand in, uh, you know, analogously, metaphorically for all kinds of things that young people go through, all kinds of pains, heartbreaks and stuff, you know, that's going to really factor in. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be, oh yeah, I don't know if we actually, I think we're close to the, I think we're close to it. So let's, let's watch on. Uh, okay. 50 seconds in the activating of the wrist mounted how fucking cool excuse me sorry i'm australian i swear a lot marcus is that okay i hope we're all we're all good <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can i can, you, I can t tell naturally you don't swear as much that's fine i just i feel very unfettered uh with my hype with this i think yeah man um whoever wants to go first let's talk about shield fighting man uh Throw it to Marcus. Go on. What do you reckon? Yeah, I just love the technology here. Um, yeah. You know, like how it's just like small, like it's on the hand. You, you, yeah. you touch it, the shield activates. Like even though, uh, like there's the whole idea. There's there's no AI. There's no computers. On the other hand, they do have very advanced uh, technology. Uh, so yeah. that's uh, that's really cool. That's cool. I mean, I, I, again, Emilio, this is my mind works this way. Uh, is uh, when I was a kid, you know, you'd have like a broomstick, you'd pretend that it was a lightsaber. I can just see some kid, you know, wrapping, like making, yeah, pretending like some cardboard <laughs> thing and being, ah, you know, like that's so cool and it makes me very, very hyped. And I think, um, uh, is that a change from the books? Apparently, no, actually, no. I think Lynch made the change by putting it like on the belt or something, but it's actually, it is wrist mounted in, in the book, correct? Marcus, uh, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah, you don't know, that's okay. I think I, I just think I read I read that somewhere. It's it's a small detail. It doesn't matter that much. Um, but no, I, I'm hyped for it because this is uh, in many ways. And again, it's important to not say, "Oh, this is Dune's lightsabers." No, 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 no. Lightsabers are Star Wars's shield fighting. Again, it came first, man. Like, and I I love shield fighting as like a concept the idea of fighting with defense and again straight into star wars you know uh you know is for knowledge and defense never for attack and like again uh taking some of the motifs and then you know spinning that off into its own thing but this is i'm sure where it originated from when i was reading the book marcus and emilio uh when i as in i've, I've started audiobooking uh, for, uh you know early i haven't again i don't know if i've said it but it's like i'm really wanting to just I really like I, I I've, I've read synopses I've read some of the book but I just don't want to sit down and fully read it until I fucking and I did this with Harry Potter too I did it with Lord of the Rings is I didn't actually sit down to fully read it um, until I'd seen the film because I love going in and like coloring my mind with with what I see you know and what would you know that like the palette of the film provides my imagination even though I do I do engage with it a little bit to kind of Think. Okay, I'll give you a little little example. Leading up to uh, the release of Fellowship of the Ring, I think we talked about this, Emilio. Um, I rented out the Bakshi animated version uh, of Lord of the Rings, the 1970s animation, and then I was endlessly playing the soundtrack uh, to the Fellowship of the Ring. So I combined those two in my mind with some of the preview images. I have like my. Um... Hold on a sec. <laughs> I lost my original one, but uh, 
Video Easy had a calendar, right? And here, oh, there you go. The the light has is now shining. And all I had for the longest time, uh, for months uh, ahead of the movie, was um, was these tiny little glimpses. And it had like each character had their own logo, you know. And this is from like two. This is an authentic like two thousand and two calendar right here. Boom. And so I would love something like this uh, for, for for Dune definitely like to to put next to next to one another, but um but yeah no I, I love uh, yeah I, I think I've said it maybe I overstated but I think it's in this age of getting so many things all the time like uh, previews and stuff I think uh, they're doing a great job of um, especially since the release date shift uh, of uh, you know not putting that much out there you know are you guys happy about that actually Marcus that we're not getting you know too many screenshots and too many extra trailers are you happy about that or would you prefer more i mean to be honest for, for now i'm i'm fine i do hope that they, they they really ramp it up once once we're like a couple of months uh, out but i i don't yeah. think that we need to have uh, like a constant flow of, of stuff especially when we're still this this far out okay okay cool cool well guys we are only a couple of we are 10 seconds away from wrapping up this uh granular shot by shot and it is my man Gurney here. Like someone said something about Andy Circus being great for it too. I'm like, that's that's great. I think he was. Look at this guy. He's Gurney. Like Villeneuve nailed it. And uh, pausing it on the shot of Gurney, you see obviously the combat uh, engraving in some of the. I cannot wait for some of this Caledonian, like you know, the bar reliefs and stuff. Man, like I am so stoked for that in terms of set design. Um, loving the sets so far any thoughts on this uh, particular shot uh, emilio all the thoughts uh, all the thoughts I, go 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 uh, i um i think first of all i think there's the best uh representation of the shield in any audiovisual uh you know way of making a dune i think it's the best shield we have yet yeah <laughs> and yeah. um and I love the set. I think it's amazing. I, I, I love the, the room that they built for for Paul there for that scene because actually in the book is a long scene and, and he has several conversations with with Gurney and um, other characters. And uh, I think it it, 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 it it gives it a pace to the trailer, mm -hmm. but it also tells us that this is a movie where like heavy things will happen and yeah, it, yeah. it would it, it will let us know really quick and uh you know again every time the pole is is in the scene something's in the background and this time is like the walls with you know the uh with with, with the greek references of uh of the atreides and uh, i i don't know i i love yeah. everything about that scene i love everything about the outfit also again it's like okay there's a duke with that shirt but it's also you know human and you yeah. can tell there is something in the future maybe there's some technology so i love how those things you know combine i think it, it has a really nice equilibrium i i'm dying for for gurney's uh gray shirt hell yeah hell yeah nice uh, any other comments we've got I've, I've just jumped forward a couple of scenes with uh just some of the uh choreography here uh um, Secrets of Dune uh, reported on um, uh, Bardem doing some training with uh, was it I think it was Bardem I, I think I don't know if he was saying about getting ready of filming the sequel but um, but that's going to be interesting I don't know does um in the books does uh, Stilgar 
uh, actually, oh, okay. I'll, I'll put that aside because we're, we're coming up to the, you know, we've been recording for almost two hours, guys. <laughs> How about that? Time flying. Yeah, exactly. I know, right? Um, it's always it's always a rad time. Um, let's go through the last five seconds here. So obviously this is just the fight and uh, we see him. Uh, actually, this is really nice. We get to end on this. Uh, it's almost like a mini arc. Uh, you know, finally leaving Caladan, we see the sun set, and then 57, 58. Oh, we do get to get to it. Yes. So 59 seconds in, uh, we'll, we end on the shot of uh, a couple of shots of um, uh, later, and that's great. I don't know if these trailer people put it together in 30 seconds. There's, it's a good chance, Emilio, that I'm applying some of this because trailers are art forms unto themselves. That's not me smoke blowing out of nowhere. Is I'm sure they say, look, we've got three minutes, 30 second chunks. Let's make sure we tell this mini story. Like just between those 30 seconds, we had the opening shot of Caladan and then the like the sun setting on his time at Caladan. And it's like... Mm within that 30 second span so i i'm a believer in micro storytelling but uh so um yeah what do you, i'll throw it to marcus in terms of the beautiful shot of the i guess the tomb there with the very clearly greek um lettering and stuff do you think uh what, what do you reckon of that i just i won't color your perspective with any kind of pre-commentary go for it yeah and, and again i think that that's something that it again it wasn't in the book but i think this this really does add has some emotion there and it's, it's like a scene that we we didn't get to see like with uh with like uh paul and and lito having like the sort of like tender moment uh between them mm -hmm. uh so i think that 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 will definitely like add some emotion to the, to some of the, the scenes later on and i do think it's it's cool that they sort of bring that history um yeah. in, into this uh into the play here very succinct man emilio um i love the adding of I think the movie is going to show us more Caladan than the book. And I think these scenes uh, starts with this. Uh, I mean, it, it shows us this and then, you know, this like this temple in the with rocks in the, and the water that it's a scene that comes after. It's like it's telling us, OK, this is happening here. And uh, yeah, I, I, I like you. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a believer in, in short storytelling. And I think this this trailer uh does it pretty well i mean it doesn't matter if you read the book it, it, it's telling you something and it's and i think it's pretty effective i'm just gonna get hype here people i just i fucking i am so excited for this film and i i am manifesting for this thing to do what i love seeing now in the headlines just seeing you know uh there was a i posted about it on reddit it was a hashtag i, I use a thing called hashtag generator or whatever and it just pulls the top hashtags believe it or not two months ago one of the main hashtags was and if this is the whole hashtag the whole word all one word godzilla versus kong will be a critical and financial failure and lead to the failure of the monsterverse one giant hashtag <laughs> i'm serious and then underneath that, one of the other ones was uh, Kong Skull Island was a successful film and Godzilla versus Kong will be fine, you know? So I just love these kind of... And so I'm seeing Godzilla versus Kong fucking knocking expectations out of the window. Pure, primal, cathartic entertainment knows what it is. Uh, Mortal Kombat knows what it is. Legendary, the new leadership, you're fucking killing it. If anyone, I'm sure we may have some tangential, you know, it's like, hey, uh, you know... Um, 
Emily, make sure some intern or whatever. Uh, make sure you just just keep an eye on the the Dune podcast guys. Make sure they're not fucking you know going crazy or whatever. I don't know. So if we do have anyone from Legendary listening and like whatever you're doing, it's so fucking real and 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 connected to what these films need, and it is so much of a relief and so satisfying and it's like it's like drinking water after fucking years of not drinking water like it feels that um uh timely and oh uh, relieving it, after what we saw handled with and I've, I've liked pockets of it but how we saw the see and not to be too adversarial but to put to you know the star wars stuff it just i can't think of it's it's going to be go down as a textbook um example of scattered um and i'm not like i don't have to you know overblow it like it just speaks for itself the errors of those films like disconnected from its creators so many different directors um the the, the lack of confidence in its own direction not knowing what it is not just saying hey here's the money hands off you know go go do your thing and, and i just i i but I, I i smell it like i can sense it palpably from from warner brothers that they're like this is the way with um with moving forward with these uh with these stories and frankly i'm just going to say it i'm putting it out into the universe i just want dune to take star wars to school you know what i mean i just want fucking dune to just take over and and to do this thing which the later films talk about the dangers of power and stuff and i want them to make that a meta commentary and to have this like i want it to be fucking billions i want dune to cross a billion i'm just gonna get hyped now because we're coming to the end of the show <laughs> and i want it to have this but at the same time this responsibility of you know like it gets it gets super successful but it, it never loses touch with its artistic integrity and that's why i just hope it fucking kills man like it, we're at 59 seconds guys this is we're wrapping up so marcus on on what i just expressed what are your thoughts yeah, there's there's so much in there, but yeah, I I think even just thinking about the example of, of Godzilla versus Kong, I've, I've heard a lot of people who have enjoyed it, and I've heard like a lot of people who are critical about it, mm -hmm. and I'm investing like in terms of like what they were critical about was like more about the story and, and things yeah. like that, and like with, with Dune, you have a film that's you know we've just seen so much amazing visuals, and we know the story is is amazing. Like I mean, like it just gives me so much confidence. Like how can that that go wrong? I mean, like. I just hope that like the people who are seeing this are going to appreciate, you know, like you're you're getting the the best of like the cinematography, and you're also getting one of like the most um, enduring stories that we've we've seen in the past uh, decades. Yeah, I agree, man. Totally. Just making sure the thing wasn't keep, didn't keep playing. No, I completely agree, man. Go for it. And and uh, Emilio. Yeah, well, I'm. You know what? I'm amazed about how many times I've read for uh, a lot of people working in the movie and uh, and you know me re like rewatching Denny movies the uh, talent this guy has you know and yeah. and everyone say like oh, this is going to work because of Denny Villeneuve and i think i mean i think in in a way it, if if i were Denny I, I would be scared because you know all the all these sure. expectations, yeah, yeah, all these expectations put upon him. But I think, I mean, this uh, is such a strong story. I, you know what, like, in, I quite, I mean, I would love that this movie goes great, and I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna go amazing. I'm really hyped about it. But this story is so amazing. Mm -hmm. It's 
so incredible. It's so strong. It's so round mm -hmm. uh, that, in a way, I, I mean, I, I I have high expectations, but I mean, I, I think it's it's a it's a if if they can adapt it properly, I'm not saying even good. Okay. Because I think they nor uh, David Lynch nor the sci-fi miniseries mm. have have done a proper like That's medium just, no job. i agree you I know agree. Uh, not not quite not not close so if they do that like a sort of a good job it i mean it's incredible because the story itself the uh, the, the, the 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 primal material they have to work with it's amazing so mm -hmm. uh yeah i uh, i would love you know i have this i i share Villeneuve's concern about the uh I mean, if putting it on streaming, it will like jeopardize, you know, the 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 develop of the you know movies or series or whatever. But in a way, I get it. You know, just read the book. So there, I, yeah, it's it's a great it's a great story. And 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 I think that we all all three of us share that is like in in whatever way it it takes shape, uh, we 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 collectively manifest. The very best wishes for this film, not just from a like, not just not not at all from a fanboyish place, but just from like, the the pure just art and entertainment, like just to see a team apply themselves and then have that commerce aspect, which is so integral. It's like art and commerce are always like they're always connected throughout history, and just for that relationship to 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 for both for both parties to to benefit so so beautifully. And and I and I. I have such a good sense that 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 is what's awaiting us, and I wouldn't be smoke blowing. Uh, I just wouldn't be smoke blowing at all. But I wouldn't be. I, I'd share. I would. I would be more concerned. I'd be more cynical, skeptical. Um, but especially after hanging out with you guys, um, I mean, the film speaks for itself. It'll be fucking successful, even if we didn't do this show. But I feel as though every time we do one of these, there is a sense that we're adding to the ethosphere of goodwill and enthusiasm and, and anti-jadedness that I think uh, each of you, I honestly couldn't have hoped to have had a better fourth podcast uh, with uh, two other, um, uh, yeah, two other uh, Dune folk. So I'm, I'm very stoked to have had you both uh, for the night, for the last um, two hours, uh, you know, in the, in this wonderful kind of uh, Dune sphere. It's been rad. rad. Did you have a good time, uh, Marcus? Yeah, uh, t totally. Like, really enjoyed it. At, at the same time, like having this uh, discussion, but it felt also, yeah, g getting to talk with with both of you and experiencing enthusiasm. So it's uh, been also like a relaxing experience as well. That's fantastic. I'll do the, the knife thing. It's I don't have the <laughs> knife. It's just fine. Uh, but uh, Amelia, did you have a good time? Absolutely. Every time. <laughs> Every I'm time, here, man. I'm I'm here to be hyped about this. Yeah, man. You know, you know, this is my this is my place here. That's how to do it. It's how to do it. And so it's good to know that across the the three countries, we're all we're all in the same in that same vibe. All right, folks. Um, Marcus, uh, if you'd like to please tell the listeners where they can find all of your various endeavors and outlets, go for it. Yeah. So of course, uh, first stop is dunenewsnet.com. So mm. for all your news about the the movie, books, comics, etc., follow us on Twitter, also dunewsnet, as well as uh, Instagram. Um, and if I can uh, also mention, we, we are looking for uh, contributors. So so right now we've we've started to have a few guest writers, but uh, we're looking for either someone who wants to write a guest post or uh, or guest Ooh. writers. So I just uh, saw Emilio's eyes move. That's it. You got your you got your guy right <laughs> here, man. Let's do it. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'm um, I'm an experienced editor, so happy to to work with you and whatever your level of experience is. So just feel free to to reach out and uh, yeah. Nice. Like, uh, Thank like, you. Like, Sounds good, man. And yeah, to anyone, and I, I like to push and, and kind of speak to each person, you folding your laundry, you riding your bike, <laughs> you taking your kids to school. Oi, I know you've been working on that article. I know you like to write those long Reddit posts. Also talking about myself. You need to, <laughs> you need to talk to Marcus from Dune Newsnet and uh, just send him what you have. And as you heard, he's an editor. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll shape something into this beautiful standing article that you can look back on. It's like, you know, uh, this was me wanting to talk entirely about, you know, Leto's legacy and uh, or the Harkonnens. And I want to see, you know, anything that I think it'll be really worthwhile to to sort of uh, start adding to this. Um, and I love that. I, and I consider this episode to be a part of that signal boosting. Uh, you can chuck, by the way, I'll just say it here. You can chuck this episode on um, Dune. Uh, newsnet if you want to just circulate that we'll certainly uh, single boost you everywhere uh, we have outlets too man for sure um, no worries and uh, Emilio uh, where can people find you on Instagram Emilio Ruben Rodriguez that's right but I'm, but I'm like around there uh, <laughs> anywhere <laughs> if you can if you, if you text me or anything okay. we, we could talk about about uh, Her Frank Herberts or Ted Chang or nice. Isaac Asimov's Foundation or uh, you know any sci-fi uh, just you know orbiting around. I love it. And give us a little teaser of who Ted Chang is because I'm not familiar. Go for it. Ted Chang. Ted Chang is the one that he's a he's a short uh, short story writer. Uh, he wrote um, Arrival. Uh, Arrival. Did he do Arrival? Exactly. Oh my God! I got that right. Yes. Hell yes. yes, and so he had. I think he has just like a couple of, of uh, short story compilations. This is the last one. It's called Exhalation, which is amazing. I strongly recommend. But I mean, any of his job is amazing, and he's a great writer. I strongly recommend. So I being like there, like digging and like studying, <laughs> and you know, and and you know, like and and like studying Lacan and Freud, like in in, in intertwining them. Uh, so I have I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts about it. Beautiful, and we have the sci-fi. We got the uh, literary analysis, the psychoanalysis, the you know fantasy and politics and spirituality. It's all it's all Dune, man, and, and that's why it'll be always this timeless, wonderful sphere to kind of have discussions in and, and more. So, thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and until next time, bye for now. So, by the way, um, there's going to be, it's they, they're going to have, like, they've had Godzilla to get real and serious. They have had a Godzilla vs. Kong and Mortal Kombat premieres. Man, I am so vibing the fucking, uh, uh, whatever they're going to do. Because, you know, Star Wars, they have, like, the props and stuff. They build things. Man, I would love to see the Sardaukar legions at this fucking, whatever, like, um, uh, uh, you know, desert desert carpet premiere, whatever they do for, the, like, the Dune premiere in September or October. Um that would be so fucking cool. Uh, that would be so rad. What do you reckon? Like little mini thoughts about what? What do you? What do you think? Are they going to do something special with like, you know, some kind of cool, whatever the fuck? <laughs> Go for it.
Yeah, hope, hope so. I, I mean, I'm sort of a bit skeptical just because of like the pandemic thing. I think it's going to be like yeah. a bit more muted than, than normal. But like, let's hope that but by that time that they, you know. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, yeah. Amelia, if you have no f final thoughts, did you have any thoughts? About no, I was I was thinking about Getty Prime and I was thinking about the the, the fifth book. Yes. That it that it shows it shows us like a really uh, like out there getting prime, and I was thinking about those uh, like Star Wars scenes where they're like a, on a wild planet with a lot of stuff going on, and yeah. I think I mean I, I was thinking about the uh, uh, my expectations for for uh, getting prime, which is I mean it's fascinating for me. Yeah. I think that's it's it's such a fascinating subject planet whatever i know I, you you've read you read the uh the the like the post frank herbert's books uh marcus marcus so, uh, which one have you, have you read the brian then brian, brian yeah, the brian so, so I, I, i've been starting on it so like i also haven't read read all of them i've read like the the house of trades okay. the, the the new one the Gukel, and, I, and i think to your previous point like if you have doubts i would say like check out the House of Trades comic because uh, I've seen people who they say that they're enjoying it even more than the book the way that it's, it's adopted it I can so, I can I can attest to that I just want to back you up on that man it's really you'll really enjoy it um I'll send you a link actually I know where to read it and stuff so okay so good nice, nice. also I'll finish my tangent like the thing I started talking about premieres uh, I'm certain that Elon Musk is going to be at this thing look at how he designs vehicles and we are going to have Grimes at this fucking thing and she is going to talk about Gaty Primes because I mean, have... for me for me Elon Musk it's 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 a mix of the Ixians and the yes. Pelaxu together yes. I, I, have, <laughs> I have that theory like you know Elon Musk Grimes yeah uh, they, 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 they get to, yeah I just, all, I just have that fantasy. I don't know. It's all connected, man. It is. And Hideo Kojima is going to go crazy over this film. It's going to be great. Um, guys, yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I was, I was just, just going to mention, like, so, so I'll definitely put this, this up on the site. Uh, okay. Once, once it's uh, ready, I guess you'll have it on, on YouTube and podcasting. Uh, That's right. So fixture. the we're from here, basically, I add the Zoom mask, which I'll always have a bit of fun with. Um, yeah. <laughs> over your quadrant, or sorry, your 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 third your triptych or whatever there's going to be a looping uh um a logo of uh, if you have a, a, a transparent png i can generate it i can find ways i can edit uh, I, I can send you one uh you, you mean j just my logo or just uh, yeah transparent and what i'm going to have is i'm going to have some of the vil new stuff looping in the background just to kind of mm -hmm. give something a bit more dynamic than just the fixed logo love your logo though yeah. that's why i'm keeping it so yeah. that's going to be hanging out there and then um even in the post show we had a couple of things it'll still cover you we're never going to see your face uh because some of that um stuff about giddy primes i, I want to include there but uh Man, yeah, just send. Feel free to send through. Um, yeah, just the what is it? The Dune Newsnet. I call it the monogram. Did you design the monogram, by the way, with the I and the D, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah, it, it was it was actually like uh, the partner who I launched the site with. So. Hell yeah! Oh, let's shout them out. What's their name? Yeah. Um, well, I'll 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 send it to. Uh, oh, okay, to cool. Later. Well, to whoever they are, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Um, shout out to you. Well done on the logo and. Uh, yeah, sending good vibes from Australia. Uh, uh, oh, Emilio, send some good vibes to them for their uh, nascent endeavor. Uh, yes. Yes, <laughs> I just follow them because I I wasn't. I wasn't. How dare I you? Why. I don't know how how wasn't I follow your account? It, uh, so I can't believe that. And I'm sending the whole uh, podcast network your way as well to, to signal boost you, man. So awesome. you should have a yeah. no worries. All right, folks, take it easy. Big hugs. Take it easy. Uh, we'll catch up. Yes. It was a pleasure, Marcus. And no it was great to see yeah, you again. Pleasure meeting you both. All, yeah. Every time.
Great to meet you, man. Let's speak speak again soon. Bye. Big hug. Right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.